I have a terrible story for you, gentlemen. Okay. My favorite. So, as you may or may not know, I was on vacation last week, even though we did do a show. Because that's the that. kind of diligent <laughs> worker I am. <laughs> because I saw you. I saw you were in the same room, John. It was amazing. That's it was right. Everything, everything I dreamed it would be. Several rooms. That's right. But uh, after after leaving, John, I went to the Olympic National Park, and my wife and I spent a few days there. And on the last day that we were there, got up in the morning, and uh, my wife's phone has been having some trouble charging. It's an old, it's an iPhone eight, and the battery health is not great, so it doesn't even fully charge sometimes overnight. Uh, and she's been using one of those, uh, I bought her that MagSafe Duo charger that I know Lex also has. And yes. even that seems to have some issues because it doesn't, I think with a non-MagSafe Qi charging, it sometimes doesn't get a good thing or it gets jostled or what have you. Anyway, she decided to plug it in. What have you? <laughs> um, well, story. Uh, she decided <laughs> to like, oh, can I plug it in on your side with the cable? And I was like, all right, that's fine. And in the morning, she asked me to hand her a phone. And as I was preparing to do that, I hit the rather precariously perched Apple Watch that I had also left charging, and it fell about three feet onto a tile floor screen down. Ooh. Yeah. Not great. Uh, So at first I thought I had just like sort of dinged up one of the corners, but when I took a closer look later, it was like, it's like cracked around the edge. It's like cracked in the middle. Super cracked. Yeah. That thing is, is, it is more crack than glass now. (laughs) anyway i well, you should have gotten a new one years ago i know and then you could have cracked that one <laughs> a series four so immediately i did what any self-respecting apple podcaster does which is well this ties in with listen yeah. to this podcast yep exactly this dovetails <laughs> with a story i'll tell probably in the bonus episode but we had some extra time on our hands and i arranged to pick up an apple watch at the apple store in seattle so that's hey, what i did on monday nice however here's the thing i forgot about apple watches they're a fucking pain in the ass <laughs> because when I went to pair the new one <laughs> after having unpaired the old one and backed it up, it, it's like, oh, you can restore from a backup. And I was like, all these backups are super old and they're also all running old versions of watch. Oh, fuck. That's because oh, the ones in the box don't come with the most recent <laughs> software on it. So you have to do the stupid dance where you pair it, set up as a new watch, update the software, unpair it. <laughs> repair it and then restore it from a backup which when you're wandering around in a city with no wi-fi takes forever so it took me about 10 hours to finally get it actually all set up just because i didn't have wi-fi access i was like walking around with it my backpack all day sucks yeah offensive dumb like there has to be a better way they've solved this problem with the phone right like if you get a new phone these days it like it can prompt you and be like oh by the way we've noticed this doesn't have the latest operating system on it well, let's just grab that before we do this whole restore thing and you're oh, like i haven't even seen that interaction that is okay. a thing because they oh, had yeah, yeah, they no. had a problem where they shipped with an older like what was it last year they released like 1501 like before the phones came out or something and so it needed to be able to do that but i don't know why the watch can't figure that out and it's it doesn't explain it right that's the scariest part is i went there I was like wait where's my watch backup did i lose my watch backup it's like no we're just not showing it because it's not compatible and it's like at least show it to me and be like oh it needs to be yeah, updated right gray it <laughs> so out or I, yeah so i don't have a moment of being like oh 
I just have to set this up as a new watch and lose all my shit. Yeah. Anyways, so that was a, Honestly, a fun, fun time. That's what I would have done. Yeah. I, I mean, and also, what, what no, shit I don't are do you that. exactly losing? I'm losing like my. Yeah. There's like so you lose like your streaks and stuff, don't you? I think you can. I don't think you would because your phone health, still knows it? about your streaks mm, in the health. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I guess you just have to remember, like, you'd have to like reset up all your apps and watch faces and that kind of shit. Yes, probably. Yeah, is. that's true. I do have a lot of watch faces. I have a lot of watch faces. You're a, a <laughs> Mr. Watch Face. We call you <laughs> because I'm always like, well, I might want to use yeah, that. Yeah, I, I do the same and thing. I never I do. The do same thing. Yep. But... So I mean, I will say I, I got a. So I went out on a bit of a limb this time because was, so I bought a Series Seven. Uh, but look at this guy. Yeah, look at me <laughs> buying a brand new Apple Watch like four months before they release new Apple Watches that will render this one obsolete. I hate buying stuff mid-cycle. <laughs> anyway, I was perusing the colors. And as you may remember, last year they introduced some color options because they have the green and a red and a blue and then the midnight and starlight. And I have always been a like space gray watch wearer. Yep. Not an option now because that midnight one is like darker and like slightly bluish ever so slightly bluish and i was like i'm gonna get a blue watch i'm gonna get a blue watch i want the blue one so i bought a blue watch which wait when you say not an option you just mean oh i just don't like it i don't like the you midnight. just don't want oh yeah i don't like the midnight yeah. one i think it's right. i think it's too dark for me personally i like the space gray one is like a nice sort of you know it's the color of space everybody knows so that. You, you you bought a blue case watch is i that bought a blue case watch and you know what i think it looks fantastic <laughs> I was a, you know what? It was a slightly bold choice, I feel like, but I think it looks at, really good. Looking at the colors. Gun to my head, I don't know if I could have said that I know they're selling a blue case. They're selling a Apple blue case Watch. Apple Watch. This is not even the I mean, first blue case it. Apple Watch they sold. The Series 6 had like a super dark one, um, midnight blue or something like that. And then. Uh, and what color band are you pairing this bad boy with? And are there any bands that you won't use because you don't like how it matches the watch? So, of the ones I own, oh, I, I don't think so. So, the one that came with, I picked the one that I could get at like pick up at the Apple store because, like, I. Mm-hmm. So, I picked it. It's a, one of the sport bands in blue. I do orange. love the idea that Dan Ward's like, I can't fly home without an Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> how am I supposed to finish this vacation oh, yeah. without a functioning Apple Watch? <laughs> well, I was doing all these hikes and stuff, and it's like, I want to track my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know the cat's steps won't be enough because it undercounts that's her. the thing that's right. so exactly to... yeah i had to judge based on that um so i was like oh she's like i got two minutes of exercise today you probably would have about 47 so yeah but to answer your question it's the one the sport band i got is like a two-tone one that's blue and navy blue with an orange like lining which i think looks okay oh, on the outside yeah that, like uh, yeah okay i'm looking i'm looking at it right now yeah it's a nice are there nice... any bands that you'd be like no i can't i can't wear this i don't think so i don't blue case. i don't own that many i have one of those uh knockoff sport loops or not sport mm-hmm. loops nylon loops which i don't really wear solo loop that's the one the braided one i don't think i think i would wear it looks fine it's blue uh i have like a f- knockoff milanese loop that is blackish so i think that would be fine and then i have another sport band that's uh Velcro sport band thing that's like blue Actually, and green. I hadn't been on Apple's uh, watch store website in a while, and the build your own thing is pretty cool because I'm looking at your watch case and I'm just dragging against a bunch of different mm-hmm. bands, and it just it it's cleverly done. Yeah, and I think it looks pretty good, honestly. I was I think blue is I think the blue is easier to go with different things than the green or the red. The red pops a little <laughs> too much for me. So my yeah. parents, very loving, kindly, sweetly, bought my daughter Sierra an Apple Watch at her request for her bat mitzvah. And they did indeed go with the red case. Mm. 
And you don't look your Apple Watch in the mouth, your gift Apple sure. Watch. You don't. You don't do. You it. don't put it in your mouth either. <laughs> nope. You know you're not the boss of me. But uh, aren't, aren't I? <laughs> no, someone, someone should be. I will say there are some people who wish that their watches were different. Yeah. colors. That's all. Yeah. That's all but, I, and and mm. if given their choice, what what watch would your daughter? What color? I'm would? sure she would have gone with any of the like the the grayish or blackish ones like just like the, the kind of defaultish color yeah. ones. yeah that's right it's fair it's fair uh, honestly i i had always I think it's a nice red but well, okay i think it's a nice red i just think it's like it's very eye-popping like it's very it's strong red. you got yeah. yeah it's a statement piece right. and the green as much as i love green i think it's just harder to pair watch bands with it i think there are ones that i wouldn't wear with the green so yeah but I think blue is but a I nice agree with this. This blue looks nice. Yeah, looks, looks yeah, no, looks it's looks a good great. looking watch. Also, the the Series Seven with the big display is really. It, it, I did not think making the display a little bit bigger would make it that much. I didn't think it would be obvious. <laughs> yeah. Now Dan will tell us about the many <laughs> many benefits of an Apple Watch Series Seven. <laughs> After saying for years, <laughs> I don't need an Apple Watch Series Seven. How do you like that always on display? You like that it's always on, Dan? I, you like that? You know. I, it is always on. I guess I haven't figured out, like, I don't notice it as much because I've trained myself not to look at, like, to raise my wrist. So I haven't broken that habit yet of, like, oh, I'm just going to glance at my watch. <laughs> I still do the extremely obvious, like, hold on, what time is it? Let me tell you. I have an Apple Watch. Anybody ever using the walkie-talkie features? I'm not. I would like to. Every time I want to use it, uh, it's invariably to, like, I'm in the basement and I'm doing laundry or something. I need to ask my wife, like, does this go in the dryer? And it's never on for her. So I can't. <laughs> so I have to, like, yell upstairs yeah. or call. I call her because that, what is, what else am I going to do? Now, if, if you launch the you ever send uh, her Echo your app, the, yes. the A-L-E-X-A app on your phone, and you have other Echo devices in the house, you can broadcast. You can say, Echo, broadcast. Oh, you can do that. Whatever, you can, and then it plays a recording. You can do that. You can, the you can do that with the yeah HomePods. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's a, the other way. I'm just saying, instead of yelling. that's a good point. I have done that in time. It depends where she is. <laughs> Scare the shit out of her. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's not. It is. It is a little jarring at times. We, I use it a lot, especially because Liam especially loves to listen to music in his room, and he's doing an audio echo device, so he can't hear if you're yelling up. <laughs> but you can hear when your same speaker stops and instead has me talking to you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you just you just say tell everyone you see i i say broadcast i'm sure oh. there's other cues as well uh i say fire everything mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i have used that it, it's a uh, i always have to remember how to do it i think it's like announce or something in the if you mm-hmm. use siri but there's a button for it too in like the i want to say it's in the home app but you guys gonna buy any last minute I, ipod touches <laughs> i don't think no. i've ever owned an ipod touch it was my first ios device was an ipod touch I remember. when i first started reviewing iphone apps for philip you didn't want to tell him you didn't you didn't have an iphone i was scared to tell him it didn't even have a speaker right it had a speaker they could only make like clicking sounds <laughs> oh was that right yeah, yeah i was like, like I, you I, could make, I didn't remember that i, I mean it's got a head, headphone jack <laughs> right, right so you could listen to Nothing it that way anymore. but it, it didn't have a built-in speaker other than like clicks and maybe some beeps but yeah i i was so scared for him to find out that it wasn't really a phone <laughs> Did you did you go so far as pretending to take calls? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hi. I, I'm just on this. I st- I have one. Of, I have one of those originals in the house someplace. My dad had one, and when they were moving, I snagged it because he obviously hadn't been, hadn't been using it for years. And uh, John gets dibs on any old app. Yeah, I, mean, I obviously haven't used it very. You know, I mean, why would I use it? But I didn't know that it didn't have a 
real speaker. I maintain that this is a super weird way that Apple announced the retiring of the iPod. It was, it was weird. So it I want to, that's just what I wanted to talk to you about. Like, I'm not exactly sure why you think this is weird because I don't find it weird at all. I'm with Lex on this one. It's pretty weird. Yeah. All right. I, that's it. Two to one. You lose. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Uh, <laughs> That's why we have three people on this. I don't understand what you think is weird about it. It's I, like I, a, it's like a lengthy press release where it just talks about how great at digital music is and the iPod, and then at the end it's like, by the way, where this while supplies last. It's yeah. it's it's not exactly that they buried the lead. It's a weird way to do a press release saying we're retiring the iPod. Because like, the, well, the, I mean, you know, the 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 line under the headline tells you that the iPod is basically that the iPod is being but it's not in the story though which is weird it, it's just strangely written. it's a retro it's a retrospective on the iPod I mean it's you know it's it's the last iPod and it's going away and so they're doing a piece about the history of I, the iPod and the importance of music that was like a big deal to Steve Jobs and I don't I just I feel like the, the the subhead of iPod touch the headline is the music lives on yeah. so so far I know jack shit about what this story is going to tell but you then know that subhead. something's stopping though <laughs> something is dying i mean but that's why you write that headline <laughs> and then ipod touch will be available no, while the, supplies the, the last. day the music Great. died would have been a way better <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what's happening no nope, no more music it John. never says in the story like and we're retiring the iPod. Yeah, that's like, that's my problem too. That's it. That would be it, it that's says sloppy. like now iPod functionality lives on in other things, but it doesn't ever say we're not going to sell the iPod anymore. It's just this, it's let weird. me put it this way: you can it's write it. the same okay, story. The last line, the last line. It's customers just the can last purchase line. iPod Touch through Apple.com, Apple Store locations, and Apple authorized resellers while supplies yeah, we, last. <laughs> I'm not. No one's arguing that it's not in there. It's just that it's at the end after they spend a lot of time talking about this and you're kind of like where is this going and i feel like you could write the almost the entire story and have it be about the home pod and it would be equally valid except for that last line like you know the home pod we introduced it three years ago i don't i don't agree i don't agree because that they wouldn't i mean this is this is about the ipod line yeah i get that but it's like i feel like they could have left with it like Seems you like know you don't. since in the <laughs> <laughs> since its introduction over 20 years ago ipod has captivated users all over the world today we're saying goodbye to the ipod touch but the experience of taking one's music library out in the world has been integrated across apple's product line there i fixed it for you in three words i understand why <laughs> they did this years ago but i still wish that the music app was called ipod i mean yeah, i, I kind of wish that too i kind of wish that too i like that better now, let me let me let me throw right. this out here's a question for you do you think they'll reuse that name as they've reused other names it's a, such a generic name in some ways even though it is specifically associated with a product i line. think it lives on in airpods and home pods dan i mean the pods you're right there's a lot of pod to go around <laughs> And I, I saw somebody... Maybe they use it for the glasses? They use it for the racing? I saw somebody tweet about the fact that uh, the, the name podcast will outlive the device that gave it its name. That's because true. Because that's why podcasts are called podcasts. You're thinking of netcasts. Yeah, netcasts, right. Uh, <laughs> do we have to retire podcasting now? Is it just casting? <laughs> this is our last episode. We're, we're going to only do daily shows from now on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, sorry, that title is also taken... <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, podcasts, you know, this whole industry is propped up by advertising. This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by ZocDoc. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there are some amazing doctors out there, but really the ones who matter are the ones who actually take your insurance. With ZocDoc, you can focus on doctors who are in network, putting you on the path to see the doctors who are right for you. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. 
You can read up on local doctors with verified patient reviews and see what other real humans had to say about their visit. So when you walk into that doctor's office, you set up to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time slot and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit, and just like that, you're booked. Find a doctor who's right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor. Plus, it's just fun to say, I was a ZocDoc user long before they were sponsoring The Rebound, uh, and I have used ZocDoc to find the same dermatologist I use today, and that was years ago. So if you are going to see a doctor, I would recommend you use ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash rebound. I'm enjoying saying it more every time. Go to ZocDoc.com slash rebound and download the ZocDoc app for free from ZocDoc. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash rebound. That URL one more time. ZocDoc.com slash rebound. Our thanks to ZocDoc for their support of this show and for the word ZocDoc. Does ZocDoc sell socks, by the way? Because that would be... <laughs> they sell socks, but only that you wear with Crocs. Mm. You're thinking of sock socks. Oh, right. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was my, my mistake. I, they've got Moxie, I'll say that. Despite the weird announcement, uh, it, it of course makes sense that they would stop making iPod Touch. iPod Touch has existed, I think, in large part because not everybody needed or wanted a smartphone. Not everybody was going to switch to the iphone and like now that's not the case now everybody has a smartphone and everybody we know has an iphone so what the hell is the point of the ipod touch i get it i get yeah, it i mean and i think a lot of the things that the ipod touch accomplished can also be solved by the ipad right like if yeah. you need one that doesn't have a cellular like plan right. or, or something attached to it i will say there are places i know like sort of niche uses that people I think we'll we'll be harder more harder pressed. Like I, I think particularly of like my cousin's an elementary school librarian, and she had a bunch of iPod touches that she would give to the kids to like make film projects. Like, mm. and these are like mm. elementary school kids, right? So they don't many of them don't have their own phones, right. and it's more expensive and more unwieldy to get like an iPad or even an iPad Mini and right. hand those out. So it, there isn't really a great solution for something like that what you're saying what i'm hearing is apple is ruining children's education all across the country <laughs> yeah, i thought they cared about education again <laughs> yeah hank had a couple of them actually um i don't remember what we're, somewhere in a drawer upstairs there's a five series five or something like i can't remember what, what version of it, it is but uh it was you know when he was in elementary school it was a good way the easiest way to get him something that was not super expensive and he would he could play games on and by the time he got to middle school, he got a phone. Uh, but not everybody wants their kid to have a phone. Not everybody should have to pay to have the, to let their kid have a phone. And it's it is. I think it's too bad that the iPad Mini is not the cheapest iPad. Yeah, right. I I agree with you on that front. I mean, it's same. It does seem like it's weird that there's like a three hundred twenty nine dollar iPad, which is a great deal. Honestly, that's it like is a, a great deal. That's a really it's good a great price. device. It's just weird it, that there's yeah, no exactly <laughs> small. You know, not not anymore. I mean, you have to really, pay a premium. There basically wasn't yesterday either. Yeah, <laughs> no one was gonna buy. No one was gonna buy an iPod. Small Touch. iPads are slightly more popular than small iPhones. <laughs> yeah, but only a little. <laughs> that was like a play on words. See what you it was. There. Yeah, that was totally intentional, not because I've slept 35 minutes in the last 12 hours. <laughs> Dan, never take a red eye. That's my advice. Yeah. So it had it had the that iPod Touch had the internals of an iPhone 7, right? I want right. to say I something like right. that. Yeah, because right. it was last updated two years ago, I want to say. Three. Oh, it was shit. 2019, I believe. John, I honestly thought it was 2021. 
You thought it was 2021. For a minute. I had a moment. I am not alone in this. I know this. I saw that was two years ago. Hmm. I've done that. I've done that yep, now. Nope, again. that's between, not. You know, nope. Between January 1st and now. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> I do enjoy going to the Wikipedia page on the day that they decided to stop making it because it says discontinued May 10th, 2022. Zero days ago. <laughs> Get them while they last. I'll always remember the iPod discontinuing day because it's also my sister's birthday. So oh. I'll know. Uh, and just like the day that the Beatles came. Yes. Well, that one I know because I put it on my calendar <laughs> since they said we would never forget. And you never will. Nope. Dan, you had an original iPod. I did have an original iPod. I love that yeah. thing. It was great. I still have mine and it still works. I the, traded the, the mine in. I'm a little sad about it. Yep. Yeah. I love that one, and I, I don't know if I've probably told this story before, but I, it really saved my bacon once in college because I was doing a like a video project, and I had to take it and show it to uh, like an audience, and I could not f- compress it down. Like my PowerBook had a one point two gigabyte hard drive or something, and the project was <laughs> larger than that. And I was like, and I was like, literally compressing it up to the last minute, like like exporting it, doing all this shit, and be like, oh no. Oh no! And it suddenly occurred to me, like, wait, the iPod—it's basically just a FireWire hard drive. What right. if I just wipe all my music off it, <laughs> dump the video on it that's like four gigabytes, <laughs> and then you know take it in? And, and literally, I was like sitting there with my laptop with a iPod plugged in via FireWire, hooked up to a projector, and it was—I was like sweating bullets the entire way through. Like, is this going to work? And it did. And then I just like pulled it off and put all my music back on. It was great. What grade did you get? Uh, it was not for a class. It was for a club that I was in. <laughs> Extracurricular. Nerd alert. Uh, yeah, really. well, all right. He made it sound like it was important, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was an end-of-the-year video thing that I had spent a lot of time editing and getting people to record for, and it was a lot of fucking work. Was it a Sweden film of some sort, Dan? In some fashion. All right, look, I was in the anime was- club, okay? What do you want from me? <laughs> Uh, that's also how you get permission to my oldest kid <laughs> yes anime guys we do have a couple of listener questions is now a good time sure uh hold I got on time. give me 30 seconds all right last okay we're good yeah <laughs> i can't i don't know if that was a bit or not uh, <laughs> yeah me either i guess we'll never know <laughs> again very sleep deprived <laughs> listener dan m who uh we have been assured is not dan stop Morgan. doing this <laughs> Listener Dan M says, speaking of celebrity encounters, how should a listener act when encountering one of you three fine gents in public? On two prior occasions, I have observed Mr. Moltz wandering about in Tacoma, and each time I have declined to introduce myself. Should I take to constantly wearing one of the t-shirts designed by John in hopes of facilitating a future encounter? Or will this result in John fleeing at the first opportunity? First of all, yes, you should always be wearing a Moltz shirt. Let let me also be clear. That that part is easy. If you see Moltz wandering around Tacoma, and he yeah. looks lost check his collar and please give I, someone a call I, I take exception to <laughs> describing me as wandering around i i stride purposefully everywhere i go mm-hmm. uh i'm worried about you <laughs> is that the whole that's the whole how, that's the whole question but how would you feel yeah. if uh, if a fan came up to you and said hey I just want you to know I'm a fan of the podcast. I'm fine I, with it. I, first of all, you should know that I'm super awkward. So just a just a word of warning. It's true. Can confirm. Yep, I was in the room with him last but, uh, week. I would feel perfectly fine. I mean, pe- I, I've had people come up and introduce me themselves to me uh, from like you <laughs> know right. from Twitter people I, who I knew on Twitter. Um, <laughs> You're very awkward and, right now. You're yeah, even exactly. explaining this is terribly awkward. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> 
but go ahead. <laughs> My funniest example of this happening was on a cruise ship with some of my in-laws and various family members i'm attending a show you know they do shows on cruise ships and sometimes there's audience involvement i don't remember what it was quick question like was it a disney cruise it was probably not it was probably okay. a carnival i was cruise. really excited by the possibility that like goofy came up to you and was like oh, i'm a big <laughs> fan <laughs> um oh boy uh, but so <laughs> i'm there and i have volunteered in some way for a show so i'm on the stage for like one minute and then i'm sitting back down again and afterwards somebody comes racing over to me and he goes you're, you're Lex Friedman from Cracked.com, right? And I'm like, well, I, I guess so. And he's like, I'm your absolute biggest fan. <laughs> it was, wow. At the time, I was doing a, a – it started out as daily, and then it became a weekly video series for Cracked about the news. It was like a daily show, five-minute internet video thing. And this guy was like a genuine fan, like nervous to meet me. And I was trying to be like so at ease. But it's weird because like you have your moment. He's good then. But then you just keep seeing each other all the time. And now what? We're not uh, yeah. friends. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would say, Dan M, it's okay to greet Moltz, but like I, I think only once. If he's even getting a Tacoma wandering around, unless he is clearly yeah. lost, I think then you have to just like at most wave or doff a cap. Cross, or the, run cross the, other the street. Way. Cross the street. Mm-hmm. Pretend you yeah. didn't see him. It's like when you say goodbye <laughs> to somebody at a party. It's like it's like we went to high school together. <laughs> <laughs> we ever do that thing where you say goodbye to somebody at a party and then you're like talking to other people and saying goodbye, and then you're like, oh wait, hold on, we've already said goodbye. Uh, I just to pretend that we've never. What's a met. party? <laughs> party, Lex. I don't think I've ever done that. You no. need to have friends, first of all. <laughs> no, I'm opposed. All right. Our friend Jack Carlson says, "Are any of you considering leaving Twitter, or at least using another medium as your primary?" <laughs> really thought well, he was going to say, "Ask if we were considering leaving this podcast." <laughs> based on the headlines that I received <laughs> as we were recording this, yes, I am considering yeah, leaving that. Twitter. I am yeah. planning on leaving Twitter. Should things am, come to pass. I am also considering <laughs> leaving Twitter. I, as we've discussed previously, I feel that I'm in a bit of a bind because I yeah. use Twitter for like marketing shit, selling books. Like, I don't know. I can't, I don't have any place else to go. Am I supposed to like find <laughs> people? No place left to go. Am I supposed to find people wandering the streets of Tacoma and try to hawk my book to them man to man? Is that what I'm supposed to be doing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't. Don't expect too, me to do it. Yeah, too much fucking work is what I say. <laughs> anyway, I, don't know. I yeah. consider it, fun. but I probably won't. I, don't I mean, know. seriously, what's going to... I oh, Man, I'm not planning on leaving immediately necessarily, but uh, the second people start retweeting, you know who, I'm, I'm out. I just like, I can't even... I'm not living that way again. <laughs> I did have a journey of, um, I set up a micro.blog. Our friend Gene McDonald helped me out. Um, I had an account there, but I hadn't used it. I actually, um, as I was alluding to earlier, I, I restarted Your Daily Lex somewhat recently in the past week or so as we record this and ported the whole show there. So it's now served as a micro.blog podcast, but it's definitely not Twitter and it's not trying to be Twitter, right? but it's not. And so there is no great replacement. It's my hope that there is a chance that there could become a great replacement. I don't, I'm not saying that I'm yeah. optimistic, but I believe that it could happen. I mean, it seems like if he's going to show up and just turn the place into parlor, no one's going to want to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I it's mean, it's time plus, for App.net to make a comeback. Is my okay. feeling. Also, he 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 invested, God, not his own money, but something, something in that truth social thing, right? Like, does he have skin yeah, in the I game? Mean, there, they tried that know. like five times, and it's not worked any of them. And so now they're trying. You know, now he's trying to buy Twitter so they can just screw it up. And but I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> but like, but, but, but again, this does not seem like it's going to make any money. Like, it seems like it's going to lose more money. You know. 
he's not going to be successful doing this. So which are which he are we talking about at this point? Musk. Okay. But I mean, it's Trump who started the truth social thing, right? So that was yeah, I know, I know. But like, I mean, you know, I'm talking about idiots, assholes. No, that's fine. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't know. It's I don't relish him reversing the ban. I think that would be a real. (laughs) It would encourage me to post less than I post now for sure, and to read much less than I read now. I, you know, I could leave and deactivate my account or whatever, but I just don't. I don't know if that. It net helps me or as much as just like i'm just going to ignore most of what goes on on twitter i was off twitter most of last week it was fine yeah <laughs> i lived i am i am trying to wean myself off i am unfollowing people and i am muting others nice. and i'm trying to get into a, lot, a mindset yeah. where i'm not like just constantly checking it yeah i've 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 actually dialed back a lot in the past year just in general i think the covid discussions and stress and stuff like that has been made that yeah. a lot easier yeah. but yeah i don't know it's certainly it's him coming back would certainly not encourage me to use it anymore let's put it that way and as we've discussed you know i i i genuinely love twitter and i would be sad but i also for a while liked facebook and i never once missed it so i mean like it was like one day and then it was just gone and that was okay too so i, w- I would definitely be sad wait but lex quick question if you don't okay. have twitter and you don't have friends what do you do um i watched all of lost over the past couple of months okay that was uh, fun yeah asked and answered i slack i do slack seems like, seems like a bit of a win the thing is, the thing that I've noticed about Slack, though, is is you can, the problem, the problem with Slack is people get invited to your Slack who you don't want to listen to either. <laughs> and so I get a lot of people that's like, I'm in a bunch of Slacks and sometimes they're in like in a couple of them, there are people who are just posting stuff that will make me aggravated. I'm right here. Constantly. John. Yeah. Yeah, no, there this is, is actually interesting. There I do is no see muting in Slack, right? Like that's the thing. You like, cannot mute yeah. them, and right? For for obvious reasons, based on what Slack yeah, is designed it's not to do, the way it's supposed. It's not to like work. you can't be I at work it. with your <laughs> Lex mm-hmm. can't be sitting there going, "I don't want to hear this about Amazon." Right. So it's it's like I know you guys are both in some some social slacks, and I'm in some social slacks. Some of them are overlapping ones. And in some ways, I think, oh, that is kind of the solution. But it's really not because people have different. Like, I want to curate yeah. my list exactly to Malta's point. Right. So, right. I don't want some of you jerks in there. <laughs> then I yeah. It's also work. decentralized in the so there's no place where everybody you want to talk to is in the same place. Like, I you have a few people over here. You have a few people over there. Sometimes you have people who are in multiple slacks, and then it just gets confusing to manage conversation. We're we talking about the worst here? ones too. Yep, that's true too. Uh, <laughs> Not, not we'll our, happily name names. Not our uh, listeners. If you upgrade to our Prime membership, yeah. <laughs> Joe Cabrera asks. This topic depressed me, so I ended it. I recently suggested a price tracking service to one of your hosts waiting for a price drop, and he very politely responded that he already uses one. How do you all feel about listeners who try to be helpful with such suggestions? <laughs> Some podcasts I won't mention make it a point to say they get ever so slightly annoyed by it. Is it often pretty obvious advice you can do without? I, I didn't even realize that all this context. I love it. Like I, th- I mentioned on this show, and I now follow a person who every time he shows up my feed, I don't know why he's there. It's a guy named Adam. And then I'm like, all right. Somebody gave me a workflow recommendation that I use all day, every day to get my <laughs> calendar avails. So I love a listener suggestion. Even if it's one I already have, I appreciate that you took the time to think about it and share it. I don't speak for the other two guys, though. I They're think it, jerks. It, yeah, right. We are jerks. I think it usually just depends in the manner in which it's presented. Yeah. Uh, like, there are people... Like, let me put it this way. 
shows we do over in the incomparable, there's a frequent thing where people are like, I can't believe you didn't mention X. And you're like, listen. <laughs> a, half the time, you did, did. They did actually yeah. mention it. B, <laughs> and people haven't just gotten, just haven't gotten to that point in the podcast. Yeah, that's, that's really <laughs> like, bad. We got to jump on the internet and make sure that you know that you didn't mention this thing that you're going to mention in three minutes. Yeah, that's especially egregious. But I think just yeah. in general, it's like, look, okay, A, we're human and we forget things, right? Like B, yeah. maybe we haven't, we don't like haven't consumed that thing or C, maybe we don't like that thing and we don't want to talk about it. So uh, there's lots of options in there. I think in general, things that are presented as well-meaning like, hey, this service lets you do X. You know, it's not bad. Uh, I doesn't mean I'm not going to reply in certain cases and be like, yep, I already did that. Yeah. <laughs> because some of these things we do obviously know about, but we just don't. Didn't mention it on the podcast for whatever. I had, and I don't think I've had. I don't. I haven't had a lot of people suggesting, constantly suggesting things to me. So it's. I haven't even noticed. It's, it doesn't feel like any kind of a. Why you're still on Twitter, particularly? Yeah. <laughs> if you had, you'd be gone already. And then finally. Our friend, listener Scott Bird. By the way, if you're wondering how these people do this, they went to prime.reboundcast.com, and that's how they can ask questions. They support us. Uh, you can also buy our shirts, reboundcast.com slash shirts. Scott Bird says, hi, guys. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>, Scott. <laughs> says, have, have you all thought about taking it on the road to do a live show? I personally have traveled over 400 miles to see a live recording of wow. one of my favorite podcasts and would travel even further to see the rebound live. Here's my question, Scott. If we said, like, hey, the total that we have to charge for this show to make it economically viable to pay for the venue, whatever else, is five thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, let's say it's eight thousand dollars. And my fee is three thousand, so and so let's say it's eight thousand dollars. I think we could only do this if it was agreed that whoever bought tickets bought their evenly divisible portion of that total, right? So if we sell two tickets, you're paying four thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, if right. we sell a thousand, you're paying eight dollars a piece. If you could all agree to that, then sure, I'd happily do a live show. <laughs> yeah, filling a venue is tough, right? Like I, I think most of the tech podcasts I know that have been successful about it do it in a place where there was a concentration of people likely to go. For example, WWDC. Makes sense, right. right? You got a captive audience at that point. It's a lot harder when it's just like, hey. And hey, also they hey. capture them. Yeah. <laughs> and hunt them for sport. ATP mm-hmm. has way too much money. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> the, the way to do this, by the way, is, and I am not volunteering, but is to do a, a roundup of several, like a little fest where you get upgrade and us and a few other nerdy shows all in one place at the same time. And then it's an event that makes sense for people to come to. Even if it's I think that's true. And we've talked about doing something like that for the incomparable on and off over the last many years. Uh, yeah. But you that'll know. be beyond compare. No, but I think, you know, the other thing, you got, the wrinkle you got through in there is COVID obviously. So it's not happening anytime soon, probably. Yeah. I just want to say, I know more people with COVID right now than at any time during the pandemic. <laughs> Great. Really? So, how about that? I was on That's a plane fine. yesterday. <laughs> Great. But Scott, thank you for asking. It's it's kind. The other I, thing wait, is wait, kind. Like, can I can I add a thing? Can I add a thing Please? before we jump on? I That's let me just put it. I'd love to do a live show. I've I've rarely gotten to do for any of my podcast live shows. And when I do, they're super fun. Like I love having an audience. I honestly think it's like it's just it's entertaining. Like when mm-hmm. I've done I've done a couple live inconceivables and you know, they Thanks have an invite. You were you were at one of them, right? You were at the one at the what was it? Now hear this. I don't think you did a live inconceivable there. I think you did a live incomparable there. We did. Uh, hmm. We might have done an inconceivable <laughs> without the audience, but in a room together. 
I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I've done them at like different like science fiction cons and stuff. And like, you yeah. know, I don't always get the biggest audience, but like I've gotten some decent sized audiences and it's just, it's a lot more fun to play off an audience for a show like that. So yeah, I would love to do it. Let me put it this way. I, the only podcast I've ever done live and I've done it twice was unprofessional. <laughs> Once with guest Paul Kafasis in Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> Man, I've really missed the boat on this whole thing and the boat to Australia also. <laughs> It's very slow. <laughs> that was Paul. Paul got my invite. <laughs> Is that true? Did we ask yeah. you first and you said no? No, no. Paul, Paul, I got, I got asked to that conference, right? Ah, interesting. And, and it's in Australia. Like, so I'm not flying. Like, no, no way. No way. <laughs> and then they asked Paul. <laughs> it's not the flight that bothers me to Australia. It's the time difference. I, I, the flight, like I watch movies the whole time, whatever. It's just, man, that is a tough, especially if you're only going to be there for like a few days. That's, oh, that's a tough no time good. zone. That's adjustment. no good. I think that's so far though. Your body's just like, whatever. <laughs> this is garbage. <laughs> there was one, I think there was live clockwise done once and I was not there because it was at the Wool Conference in Ireland, which I was not invited to. <laughs> and I'm not bitter. I, I, I had the special station. I was invited to, to one Ool and then not invited ever again. So it's good. I nailed it. Lex and I can be bitter together. I have presented live with Dan, though, and that's fun. That is fun. So that's true. We have one more advertiser to get to, which is our dear friends, our recurring friends on the show at Sunday. Does your lawn have weeds, bare patches, or pet spots? Sunday can help you. I'm just, I think I'm getting paid to talk about dog pee with that question. Uh, but does your lawn have weeds? Sunday can help you solve all those problems and more the easy way. They've got everything you need from fertilizer to seeds to weed control, and it's all delivered right to your door. Your yard is your personal oasis, so it deserves the best. Sunday helps you grow a beautiful lawn, control pests, and fight weeds without nasty chemicals by creating a custom lawn care plan for you. All you have to do is visit GetSunday.com, put in your address, and their lawn analysis tool does the rest. They then use soil and climate data to create a personal nutrient plan delivered to your door when you need it. Sunday's lawn care products are made with your family in mind, and that's why they use ingredients you can feel good about, like seaweed, iron, and molasses. The best part is, it really works. And you can put it in your smoothies. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But I have used Sunday. Uh, my lawn looks great. It's green. It's lush. And as I have said on this show many times, it's fun to do. You attach that little thingy to your hose and spray, and it looks like you really know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, and Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just $129. So you can get 20% off at checkout when you visit GetSunday.com slash rebound. That's 20% off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash rebound. Our thanks to Sunday for their support of my yard and the rebound. Also, thanks again to ZocDoc, because that's fun to say. <laughs> Do we have any, any, any last technology topics? Anything else going on? We're less than a month from WWDC, and they, they yeah. uh, I guess none of us applied to to go. <laughs> Weirdly, no, I was accepted, I but I didn't apply. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. I applied, but they took Paul <laughs> I didn't. No, no one wants to go to any place. No one wants to go any place. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> you just went somewhere. I know, and even I didn't want... No. <laughs> <laughs> wait did you guys mask up when you hung out together <laughs> uh when we went out for lunch yeah yeah hard to eat true. that way it was hard to eat, we had hard to eat. that was yeah we were <laughs> we were the only we were the only people in the restaurant wearing masks other than it, the server it started very sparse like it was very empty because we we're like they're not long yeah. after they opened and we're like oh this is fine there's <laughs> no one in here and then it packed. got packed and we're like well you're halfway through what are you gonna do <laughs> right uh, this, oh well. yeah pandemic sign. yeah it's true they really do you, you're asking if we had any other tech topics i that's what i did ask i don't know do we want to talk about the so apple's director of machine learning resigned oh yeah over the citing um, apple's decision to make everybody return to the office <laughs> i am curious about this 
Uh, mainly because I can't quite get a read on whether this is... I don't want to say, accuse them of being insincere, but sometimes I feel yeah, like right. they're part of this is like, are we already looking for a way out, basically? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and it's just... And like, you want to make a statement about something that, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe you believe it, or sure. maybe you want to make the place better for other people. Maybe it's the last straw sort Or maybe of you're just <laughs> dropping them. <laughs> <laughs> a hand grenade on the way out the door sure that's also possible there's been some between that and the uh the excerpt from that book about johnny ive the terrible yeah. one uh written by the new new york times guy I don't yeah. know, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of hand wringing going on mm-hmm. and and well, you know some of it yeah. is some of it is inspired i think that the return to work thing I don't think they've handled this as well as they could have. Let's say that. I don't think so either. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a huge problem for them. No, particularly, but, probably um, not. But I, but I, it, it's disappointing to see. I mean, I work at a giant technology company and. Oh, you do? You didn't ever say anything. They, <laughs> I'm trying to not get fired. Just talk about this. So <laughs> the company has been, uh, first of all, unions are great, but uh, the company has been really, I think, non-prescriptive about return to office, which I'm finding unusual because Oftentimes, a lot of these giant internet companies do what the other giant technology companies do, right? Like Apple and Google and Amazon like tend to do similar steps and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Amazon thus far has been like, we'd like you to come back to the office at some point, maybe like two days a week, but we're going to leave it to each team to decide. And for a while, they were setting dates for return to office, and then eventually they stopped since they kept being new variants every time they wanted people to return. Right. Um, so it's, it's like, we're, we're not. People can go if they want, but there's no obligation. I, I like that. Yeah, more like Amazon, Apple. That's what John Bolton <laughs> oh, wants you to do. Boy, <laughs> I think I did not say that. Uh, yeah, I mean, more more than anything, I do think that it's like the, this is a big opportunity. Like the, the the ability to have so many of these jobs that can be done from anywhere. I think you right. should be looking at broadening your possibilities rather than. And I know for Apple especially, like they built that gigantic freaking headquarters, right? <laughs> they spent a lot of money on it. They have yeah. a lot of reason to try and get people to come in and use it. So, you know, that I understand that they're in a little that's bit of a, a bind. That's a because sunk cost that. fallacy, though. True. That's right. That's true. That's right. I mean, they already bought and it. And they've got plenty <laughs> of money. Yeah. So, oh, I don't know. I think I think remote work, you know, encouraging flexibility is great. And if people want to go in the office, great. And if people don't want to go in the office and they can do their job just as effectively outside of it, I was going to make a joke that I now think is actually a decent idea. I know it would never happen, but Apple should take the office, the the giant park, and turn it into an Apple amusement park, <laughs> like an <laughs> Apple themed amusement park. I think I think it can make their money back and then some. Apple World. You know, you know, Johnny Ive has been trying to design a roller coaster for like his entire life, right? Like clearly, <laughs> it's one perfect chamfered edge. It has no fasteners, which is the scary part. <laughs> and it just goes in a straight flat line. <laughs> But truly, that's the most intensive experience. <laughs> it's called the Chamfer. That's the name of the ride. Uh, and it's an all-white room. 